Welcome to BSD Talk, number 65. It's Thursday, September 14, 2006. In the news, registration is now open for the New York City BSD Convention. Register early, there are significant discounts. I've already registered, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there at the end of October. Now on to the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Eric Urverby. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot. So I wanted to talk to you today because someone told me that you were a user of BSD where you work, and so I wanted to speak to you about your use of BSD. So could you start by maybe describing who you are and what you do and how you use BSD? As you said, my name is Eric. I'm an system administrator from profession, um, working for, uh, currently working for a small company in Oslo in Norway. We are specialized on credit card payment solutions. We have also done a lot of hosting, maintenance of related services for other companies. Uh, and it's through this job uh, that I've had the most uh, professional uh, experience with FreeBSD. I've also used FreeBSD for some length of time privately after using various uh, sorts of Linux for some time. But today I got... I, I usually say I have BSD on my on my laptops. I'm running macOS, of course, on my MacBook, and we use uh, FreeBSD in ways of servers and stuff privately and at work. Do you know if where you work was using BSD before you got there, or were you part of introducing BSD to where you work? Um, I actually came there in the middle of a pretty serious and pretty important project for them. They were using FreeBSD. Have been using FreeBSD for some time. They lost one of their more important employees, uh, having most of the FreeBSD knowledge. So I came in there to a bunch of new and uh, interesting challenges. But yes, they had been using FreeBSD rather quite quite advanced in the past as well. And what got you interested in the BSDs? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think the thing was I was using Linux on some personal servers for years started getting really fed up with it, mostly because I could see some commercial vendor come out with some database solution or something and requiring, of course, a different Linux variant than the one I was using. So uh, as I couldn't use this product, product anyway, and I was actually I was using Slackware at the time, I couldn't use most of those commercial solutions anyway, and I was a bit sick and tired of all these uh, hundreds of distributions all over the place. Uh, I started looking for something a little bit more, let's say, professional, with a more professional touch. So I, I was, I have been evaluating FreeBSD for a while, or I had been evaluating it for a while before actually starting using it all over the place, uh, a little bit off and on. It, I think it was from like FreeBSD 4.4, 4.5, I started using it a lot. And what versions are you currently using, if you're allowed to say at work? I'm a bit of a bleeding edge kind of guy not what you would typically find among system administrators. So where I can, I've been using FreeBSD 6. I had some very good experience with that. I tried some FreeBSD 5 some last year, a couple of years ago. That was a disaster. 
we still have some some critical equipment that I haven't dared to touch yet running on FreeBSD 4. All right, and what are your favorite features of FreeBSD, or the ones that you use the most? I guess there are several features or aspects of FreeBSD that I like. I mean, first, it's the kind of this professional touch of it, which brings along things like documentation. It's uh, absolutely brilliant in comparison with a lot of other uh, offerings out there. I would say documentation in itself is a feature of an operating system or a platform. And then, of course, jails is something that caught my interest very early on. It's a brilliant way of, of being able to play around without ruining your system and having to reinstall all the time. And generally, like Linux, FreeBSD, whatever, it's this whole Unix thing, I guess. Just like that a lot. So that's nothing special for FreeBSD, I suppose. So maybe we could go into some more detail on your use of jails, because I have had some listeners ask some questions about jails, and I myself am not familiar with jails. So what are jails, and how do you use them? Okay, first off, let me just say, um, I don't know that much about the implementation of jails, technically speaking. I have no clue how this is implemented on the kernel level or anything, but you can see jails as a sort of uh, a sort of poor man's partitioning uh, solution. Basically, a jail can be anything from a somewhat advanced uh, ch root function, making it possible to isolate a program, a daemon, whatever, into a specific area on your hard drive, giving it access to its uh, to a separate IP address. Basically, then isolating it from the rest of the system, making it appear to the outside as if it was running on a separate system, entirely separate system. That's the kind of simplest way of using a jail. And then you can take that all the way to actually having a full-blown or pretty much full-blown FreeBSD installation just somewhere on your hard drive. And you isolate that off and start the fire off the startup scripts and everything as you would when booting a FreeBSD system, giving you the closest you get to a virtual machine without doing any sort of emulation or resource waste. The way I usually use it is in the latter way. It's almost as if I would run a bunch of VMware virtual machines, uh, except that you don't waste any resources. A jail does never take up more resources in terms of memory and stuff than the sum of the processes running in it. Is it pretty difficult to set up a jail, or are there simple scripts that do most of the work for you? It's not overly difficult. Uh, the man pages explain it rather well, and in FreeBSD 5 and especially FreeBSD 6, you actually have quite good support for jails in the RC system, so for auto-starting and auto-configuring and stuff like that. But there's still some manual work involved, like you actually have to populate the jail yourself if you want to run just a daemon or something. It's pretty much the same as you would do when running, let's say, bind, in a isolate in a, in a CH root environment, you could extend that by simply using a jail for it. But the way I do it, it's like you run an install world into a separate directory, and then you have to use the RC scripts or whatever to automatically start this jail up, assign an IP address, hostname, and stuff like that. There are a number of tools to handle jails. I tried several uh, throughout the years. Uh, ended up writing one of my own called Jail Control. Uh, which basically takes care of this whole creating a jail, upgrading, making backups, starting and stopping and stuff like that. So once you have some tools like that, it's actually very easy. Now, is this tool that you wrote available for other people? 
Uh, it is. It's in, in, it's in the portstreet under a BSD license. And does each jail, if you're running it as a, a full install within the jail, use up all that hard disk space, or can different jails share the same disk? In principle, it's. Uh, I know there are some uh, some tools like my jail control who actually uh, that actually do that. Uh, lets you share like the user bin, you know, user lib and all that. Uh, and they make use then of, for example, mount null, mount nullfs or uninfs perhaps. And especially uninfs is something that I'm really interested in actually using here. That means you could just have one template directory containing the base of the jail. And then you just mount this up as a union mount and have each jail then just record the changes towards this, this template, so to speak. The problem with UnionFS, it has not been stable. I know that there is some pretty good work being done in, as we speak, pretty much. So I'm hoping to be able to use UnionFS in the near future, but right now, everything is duplicated. And the way I use it, it is also better like that. The idea being that I can take a jail, pack it up as a tar file, move it to another system, and unpack it there and use it. And to be honest, a FreeBSD install in itself in a jail takes like, when I make a tar, uh, gzip tar file out of it, uh, 75, 80 megs. So it's not that bad in terms of waste of space. When I hear of people using BSD jails, I usually hear about it in the context of web hosting providers that <coughs> provide virtual machines for their customers. But it sounds like you're using jails for your own personal use. Not so much personal. I use it a bit in order to test and play around and stuff, but uh, I do use it in terms of, of web hosting and such things. Uh, for example, you might have heard of uh, Scribus. That's like the this uh, open source desktop publishing package, like the open office of desktop publishing. They actually have two jails on my private systems on two different machines where they have like CVS, they have web server, databases uh, and stuff like that. It's a very good way of letting them use my computer resources and internet connection and stuff like that, but to f allow me to spend less time administering it and then allow them to do things the way they prefer. So that is, uh, in terms of what you understand of jail usage, pretty much the same. Also have a couple of, a couple of other users doing uh, the same. They have their own jail, they use it for development purposes purposes or hosting or simply storage or distribu software distribution, stuff like that. As for work, it is used in order to isolate systems. We have, uh, what we do at work is we provide, how can I put that? Uh, it's an authentication system for credit card payment. It's something new, it's called uh, 3D Secure. The idea of it is that a cardholder can identify, be allowed to or forced to actually identify himself with his card issuer at the time of purchase. Uh, this is a um, system in three parts, three domains, so to speak. That's why you have the 3D in the name, uh, where two of the domains, one belongs to the merchant and one belongs to the credit card issuer. And those two parts are actually something that we have helped establish and do hosting for in Norway. And Important here is are the security requirements for these systems. Uh, when you set up several instances of the application that the merchants use, for instance, they have to be properly isolated. But we, of course, don't want to waste hardware on this. 
So we set up virtual machines or jails in order to be able to have several instances properly isolated from each other but still utilizing the same hardware. Now, if you have a, a single physical machine with a bunch of jails on it, basically virtual machines, and you want to update the system, you want to do a make world on it, do you have to do a make world on every single virtual machine or is there a way to push out updates to all of them? If I had used something like Union, UnionFS or NoFS to mount critical things, it, this would be a lot easier uh, than it currently is. Currently, you have to do the make build world and stuff on the host system or wherever you actually do your building. Uh, we also use jails in, in order to build packages and world and stuff like that. Uh, you have to build it once and then you have to upgrade each jail separately. If you use the jail control tool that I made, it basically allows you to upgrade the jail while the jail is still running. It will also run Merge Master and stuff for you if you wish to do that. But then obviously you will have to restart the jails after doing the upgrade. It's, it's a bit time consuming, but unless you have tens or hundreds of jails, it's still a manageable task. But I do very much look forward to being able to use UnionFS more because then there would be only one place to actually upgrade. Now, even when you have multiple jails, there's still only one BSD kernel running, correct? That's correct. Are there any new features coming up in the next versions of FreeBSD that you're looking forward to? Quite honestly, and that's a little bit embarrassing, I don't know. I know that there has been, as I mentioned, a lot of work being done on UnionFS. I do like a lot of the changes they've been doing to the RC system, for example. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, I hope they continue to doing or streamlining it, so to speak. There has been changes in terms of how the jail systems are supported in the RC systems, and that's actually something where I have plans for my tool as well to better integrate with FreeBSD's own uh, support for automatically starting configuring jails and stuff like that. But as for which features are coming, I have I simply don't have the time to follow that closely enough. And do you run into a lot of other BSD users in Norway? Not a whole lot, but I know they are there. And uh, every time I actually do address, for example, the Norwegian BSD user group and stuff, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by how many there actually are and what kind of systems uh, actually are running on FreeBSD without uh, probably even the owners of the systems knowing about it. I think that's a quite typical story you'll hear all over the place. I don't know how much you're involved in hiring and stuff like that where you work, but do you feel that it's difficult to find people that have the skills needed to run BSD systems? I think it's generally difficult these days to find system, find people who are able to run any kind of system. You find a lot of people who have some sort of certification, you know, some Microsoft certification or something. That does not mean they are suited to run, administer any server at all, basically. For me, if I were to look for someone else to help me out managing our systems, uh, I would probably not be looking specifically for BSD people. I would be looking for seasoned system administrators, preferably Unix, obviously, uh, of some sort. And if BSD, the better. But I think system administration, the way I look at it, is more defined by experience and able to uh, ability to adapt to a certain situation, then it has to do with specific platforms as such. And now maybe we could shift a little bit to your personal or home use of BSD. 
Uh, you did mention some of the systems that you, you run, including uh, having a MacBook. But when you're running FreeBSD on your laptops or home computers, what desktop environment are you using? Uh, <clears throat> it's actually been a while since I did use FreeBSD on my on my desktop or, or laptop computers. Uh, when I did, I actually used uh, WindowMaker, and that's what I usually still do whenever I need to run on FreeBSD or any other desktop Unix for that matter. When I use my MacBook uh, and stuff like that, I use macOS 10. So it would not make sense for me to run FreeBSD on my laptop. I have enough FreeBSD on my servers, really. So my desktop experience with FreeBSD is somewhat outdated. And do you find uh, Apple's implementation of BSD user land to be close enough to what you're used to? It is close in close enough that I'm usually comfortable with it. It's not really the BSD-ishness of macOS that I like so much. It's it's the Unixness because they they have done some quite radical changes. For example, file system layout and stuff is very different. But the tool sets are somewhat similar. Any Unix person, be it Linux, BSD, whatever, will be able to get around uh, macOS command line. And the fact is, you do have this command line. You have proper shells. You have a proper SSH client. I mean, it comes down to these little things that make it very useful. And the best thing, <laughs> something I discovered not very long ago, is uh, the LDAP support in macOS has actually saved me a lot of trouble lately. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I figure as long as the system I'm on has grep and sed and awk and vi, I'm generally pretty happy. Exactly. That's where I find myself as well. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me about BSD and going into some specifics of how you use the BSD jails. Yeah, that was a pleasure. All right. Well, then thank you very much. No problem. Thanks to, thanks to you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. Dot com, or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 65.